Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Before we start this episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to ask a favor of you. Please open the podcast app you're listening on right now and hit the follow button. This really supports us growing the podcast and also helps continue to produce high-quality conversations around high performance. You listen to us and we want to listen to you. So please also consider leaving a rating and review. Tell us what you love about this episode and what you'd like to hear more of. Give us some feedback as it really does make a difference to what we're doing behind the scenes. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological, and emotional state. Would you leave a high-paying career if it wasn't fulfilling your purpose? Richard Burton joins us in this bite-sized edition from episode number 39 to talk about how waking up to the sound of a garbage truck reversing outside his house on a Monday morning led to him leaving a high-paying career, pursuing his personal purpose, and starting a career in coaching. Richard also shares how he ended up in that original job, which was a process that started when he was leaving high school and he got his mum to fill out his uni application because he was focused on playing cricket. But what, what did your wife think, say, do, feel, react? Because it's when you've got two kids and a third on the way and then you leave a high-paying, stable job with big career options, you would have had global options with the companies you were working with, and you suddenly go, I'm gonna chase my inner why. Or you maybe didn't say that, but you said there's a restlessness and I need to discover that. Did she flip out? Uh, No, no, she didn't. She was, in fact, I mean, for nine months, I didn't share how much I was struggling in my career. The garbage truck moment was my decision, you know, 4.50 in the morning, one Monday morning, I could hear the the garbage truck and I sat bolt upright and I was just, I can't do this anymore. How did I get to this point in my life, in my career where I hate what I do and it it had got to that stage? And the decision when I sat there with my head in my my hands was I've got to be honest, I've got to be open about how I'm feeling because I'd hidden it for nine months. Mm -hmm. You've got a family, you know, the the temptation is, well, I'm the breadwinner. I should have this all together. I felt a lot of shame around that. I think there's a lot of men and women who've had that feeling and they've done nothing about it. Self-awareness is one thing, knowing it. Yeah. Self regulation and acting on it. I know so many people who bottle this up and then they get to late 50s, early 60s and they leave the career and they haven't been on purpose and they're the walking grey. They look grey, they wear grey, they drive grey cars, they have grey personalities, they have grey relationships with their kids. What was different for you? Why did you just go, I can't do this anymore? Well, we need to sort of back it up and I I love doing this with people in their careers. What's your career story? What's the backstory? And we do a visual exercise um, around it. Where did, why did I set out in the direction of my career? It was, you know, go back to end of high school and I just wanted to play cricket. So I gave my uni application form to mum to fill out. I mean, how bad is that? So she she looked at it and said, you know, property's really good and you've got heaps of different careers. And I said, great, I'll do that. So you just wanted a baggy green or a baggy blue. Baggy blue, baggy green. Baggy green yeah. New South Wales into the Australian team. And you got your mum to fill it out? Yeah, how embarrassing. That's and embarrassing. It, but, but it was, uh, how do you answer that question, what do you want to do with your life? And I, and I couldn't. So had a tantrum, gave it to mum. So that set uh, the direction which was in property. 
And what if your mum had said, I'd always wanted a son or daughter to dance? <laughs> well, you've got to be good, somewhat good at, at your career, haven't you, to start out with. So um, we know that's I, not, I not me. Keep going. So, so that set me in a direction. And it was kind of like for me, you know, you get on the freeway, you, you get to 110 and you set cruise control. And I didn't give it much thought. Um, my career and there are you, you know when you're on that freeway in your career you just keep going then there are some uh, turning points where you slow down off the freeway and you go well should I take that promotion and that happened to me I said yes to a number of prom- promotions but I kept going yeah and then further on down the track you come to some points or or uh, crossroads where you've actually got to pause and look and go do I really want to go in this direction? For me, those pauses were annual reviews with my boss who was saying, you know, what is it that you really want to do after this? Because you've got to a level now where the promotions don't come to you. Couldn't answer it, couldn't answer it, couldn't answer it three years, three years in a row. So uh, there was a few crossroads in there. So I ignored those signs back to your awareness with people there may be some turning points, some crossroads, and it's, to, it's important to be aware of those. I just kept going. Are you planning an upcoming conference or company offsite? For the past 15 years, I've averaged speaking at over 50 events each year, and I still love presenting at conferences as much as I did when I first started. To explore the different presentations I offer on a range of topics and themes, including physical and psychological well-being, becoming burnout-proof, connection and belonging that's a new area I'm, I'm really enjoying presenting on neuroscience and behavior change mental skills and leadership and culture or if you'd like to understand our fully integrated conference experience with pre-event diagnostics activities throughout the agenda including a morning wake up energy breaks team building activities and digital resources to embed learning to find out more information and to download a brochure go to andrewmay.com keynotes I like the freeway analogy, but what so many people do is they fill up at the petrol station and it's like an F1 team. It's done fast and they're distracted. So you get in there, you petrol in, go in, you're on your mobile phone. So on the analogy, you're flying along at 120k an hour on the freeway. And then when you pull over for petrol or when you park the car to have a rest and you fill your brain up with distraction, social media, texting, tweeting, tindering, whatever it is you do, you don't then allow your thoughts to sit. I see so many people do that. So it sounds like you did that on the freeway. When you pulled off the freeway, you filled it up with noise, but then you started to have more time to reflect, more time to think, and you allowed it to bubble up, but it took nine months. Yeah. Well, and so I ignored those turning points and crossroads and the the brick wall was coming towards me. I didn't know it, but the brick wall was GFC and you know, sacking people and I, I started to question, how did I get here? Why am I actually doing this? And I didn't have answers and I lost enjoyment. I, I was, I was, you know, I was spiralling. And so, but it was like, keep going, you know, toughen up, uh, suck it up and, and keep going. You're in a senior position. Most people would love to be in your position. You're earning, as you said, good money. And so you keep going. Extrinsic external rewards, external demands, external family. I should do this. It's, I can see how that narrative starts. I've been there. Yeah. So the brick wall hit, 4.50 in the morning, uh, sat up and I said, okay, so I'm going to be honest. I have the discussion with my wife and 
you know, that, that took a lot of courage for me to do. I mean, it's strange, isn't it, that you, you're the most important person in your life that you, you hide something from uh, from them. But um, my wife, Tam, was amazing and she said, look, just end it, quit. You know, we'll work it out. And it was such a gift to, oh, okay, so take your time, work out what you really want to do and and we'll, we'll work it out together. So that was such a gift. And from that point on, it was, okay, I've got three questions. I was on a quest. How do you design your life? How do you work out that question? What do you want to do with your life? And the three questions I had were, what am I really good at? What am I most passionate about? And what is my purpose? Those three questions set the direction. So at 37, I did what I should have done back at the end of high school and said, well, what do I really want to do with my life? And I wrote a life purpose statement after research and coaching and short courses. That purpose statement set me in a direction. It was all about unlocking talent in people, helping them to to live purposefully. Uh, And I just said, far out, where's this been? Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence Podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including MatchFit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM Edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.